0: everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, the Good Fight Podcast, this one covering season three, episode six, titled The One with the Celebrity Divorce. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I'm joined by Jack O'Keefe. Hello. Molly Scullion. Hello. And Tia Kemp. Hello. Hello, everybody. We are down. Keen Keen is going to be hosting at the Helium Comedy Club in Philly. Uh, we do things outside of this podcast, if you can believe it or not. Uh, follow Keen on uh, Twitter at King Cobb, and keep up to date on what he's doing as far as stand-up goes. All right. First impressions of episode six, the one with the celebrity divorce, Jack. Uh,
1: I I think this one is very much a sequel to the PP Tape episode, uh, both in content and in tone. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get a little little weirder, a little wilder, uh, a little more uh, this is as far as the series has gone this watch i think the most satirical uh this show gets um or not even satirical but i think less satirical and more just like parody of liberal culture in this one especially uh between the concern over melania and uh, all the uh, america goes potty stuff which we'll get into Mm -hmm. uh it's definitely one of the sillier episodes but i still appreciate it
0: molly
2: yeah i i agree with jack i say mostly like this episode is is good is a solid solid one sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're gonna be able to hear him licking his dog turkey
0: has joined the podcast in place of keen possibly yeah. permanently
2: and he's licking up some crumbs from a little snack <laughs> just um, like
1: reddick bozeman and lockhart are looking at crumbs trying to find out who this <laughs> melania is
2: exactly good oh, observation God. turkey way to contribute um so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i i think it's like it's a solid episode we're you know definitely having fun the you know kings kings love doing this and they're they're again just showing how they are not afraid to go right after this former president mm-hmm. uh and have a fake Melania yeah. in the shadows.
3: Yeah, oh,
0: It's
3: great. Tia. Uh, okay. I love Titus and I love Gina Gershon who played the fake Melania, but huh. I didn't like this episode so much. I felt like we didn't need it. It was like more about the pee tape. And even at the end, it's like, uh, Melania was like about that pee tape though. No. Mm-hmm. So it was just everywhere. Um, and so I guess when I think of it, I'm like, okay, why was this episode important? And it goes back to something I shared the last um, podcast about my frustrations is I feel like it's just making Blum more of a mainstay. It's like, okay, let's really, you know, let people know he is here to stay with, you know, Marissa's relationship with him. He knows Lamon Bishop, um, you know, the fight over, should he have office space? So it's kind of like, oh, uh, you're, you're really making uh michael sheen bless his heart great actor but i'm like i don't want him in this space so um anyway it was i I like seeing the special guests and stuff but i'm like oh man we're we're gonna have blum for the rest of uh he's staying at the firm he's staying at the firm so yay i guess (laughs) i just don't (laughs) like it
0: you are resigned to the fact or the possibility that he is here to stay for at least the rest of the season
3: yeah four episodes
0: yeah i can see that
1: at least i mean uh I don't know. The, the Fox series "Prodigal Son" did get two seasons that he was on. <laughs> so who knows? And he had to make good omens at some point. Who has the time for all of that?
0: It's true. Bringing in the outsides. Um, yeah i I enjoyed the episode. I didn't love it. I thought mm-hmm. it was super goofy, and I enjoyed those sorts of um, sort of things that they were doing. Like Molly said, going right at. Uh, 45, and I've said it again, I'll say it a billion times, I just don't understand how he didn't get notice about this show. Not, not, not a single tweet about the good wife or, or the good fight uh, going, going right at his neck. It doesn't make sense to me that not one person put that like a photo uh, or just played a clip for him, nothing. But maybe that's for the best, I don't know. But yeah, I enjoyed the episode. Um, I do enjoy Roland as a character, so I'm not necessarily in the, uh, oh, man, kinds of stuff, but I do see Tia's point about uh, him being in that space for sure. Uh, Let's hit those um, storylines, though. Judge, the judgeship. So this is pretty simple. Julius went out to lunch with uh, Blum and, I think, a congressman, and now things may happen. We don't know for Mm -hmm. sure if he's going to get this judgeship, but... He's probably gonna be in in Roland's debt. Like he kind of did that joking, like, "Now when I come, you come running," and ah, I'm just kidding. So he's probably not. He's probably not kidding. He doesn't seem like the type where he's Mm -hmm. going to do something for somebody out of the kindness of his heart. So general thoughts about Julian or Julius's uh, judgeship potential now.
3: Looking up. I'm I'm surprised at the sway Marissa has over him like Marissa basically marched towards Julius like like how could you how could you deny you know Blum this opportunity if he makes a call for you I was like whoa 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 slow down um and so I was surprised that Julius was like oh let me consider but anyway Marissa has a lot of sway over Julius and I was yeah I wasn't happy to see him kind of fold because yeah I think you're right he is gonna Oh, blum at some point, especially, you know, he had all this integrity about like, I'm keeping Marissa and I have all these family values. And then it goes from that to quid pro quo. Ah, So.
0: Yeah, there was a a couple episodes of uh, Marissa earning that sway uh, Mm -hmm. where each person came in. She told him, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, all the reasons she had all the information, uh, gave him pretty good advice. He went in there and he killed it. It was the thing that, she didn't foresee herself being an issue um so I, I i can see her having that at least that amount of sway like yeah take take this opportunity just because he did a quid doesn't mean you got to do the pro or the quo yeah oh man we heard quid pro quo so much over the last several years i'm mm-hmm. pretty silent this year but damn anywho other thoughts
1: None. Nothing other than that motorcycle that I tried to get out. Know, <laughs> yeah. Fair,
0: very fair point though. Motorcycle, thank you. Uh, all right, then we'll move on from the judgeship to Diane is uh, getting getting serious, <laughs> getting serious with those axes.
3: Man, so serious that there's a card that says serious <laughs> axes. <laughs> yeah. Serious about axes. Oh man, yeah.
0: That. That is that seemed like it went from zero to a hundred really really quick because those are like battle axes that she's tossing around now
1: yeah. Yeah, I, as someone who in my life, I have known hobbyists who had way more money than they knew what to do with <laughs> absolutely they're going zero to sixty <laughs> immediately yeah. mm. I did enjoy
0: the underscoring uh when it was <laughs> when that was opened up with the ah. Uh kind of kind of sounds and whatnot Um, Molly, you were saying something
2: no i i was just reminding me of of a general point about the episode but the but the axis part in particular being an element of this episode is that i felt like there was so much there was so much that was bizarre across the board in this episode whereas previously i felt like you might have this bizarre thing over here but this sort of more grounded thing happening over here Mm -hmm. and I don't know it almost feels like we're on this like this whole episode was just a roller coaster on its way up kind of thing like and, and we haven't hit the drop yet
0: <laughs> uh, you mean a roland coaster oh my goodness uh, <laughs> uh, all right thank you tia uh, thank you jack yeah. thank, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening mm-hmm. uh any other thoughts on racks throwing hobby yeah
3: what do you got, um tia? i, I- I also, for some reason, I found it funny that Hannah was the woman who she met initially, like when she (laughs) gave her the card, she's like, ask "Ask for Hannah. And then she comes in and it's supposed to be like, I felt like that would have been an opportunity to introduce someone different. But it's like, oh, that's the same lady, like referring to herself (laughs) in the third person. Um, Mm -hmm. I I totally would have been like, oh, here's my card (laughs) or ask for me at the act shop. It's, you know, I run this act shop. Uh, instead of ask for Tia, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's me. Um, another thing that was interesting, I had a bit of a journey watching this, this interaction between Diane and Hannah, because uh, Di- uh, Hannah says, once you start buying Axes, you'll never stop. And I was like, okay, calm down. I beg to differ. <laughs> and then she opened the case and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was actually, I was like, wow, those are cool. So I uh, I have uh, a tracking a tracking link to the axes that I have uh, arriving at my home in about <laughs> five to seven five to seven weeks. Uh, <laughs> careful, yeah.
0: <laughs> Any other X-related things?
2: I like her headphones. They're the cool, the gold blue AirPods. Yeah, very Diane. I don't know, mm-hmm. suits her. That's and.
3: It's, yeah. it's also interesting, because I, I wasn't in, in the episodes when y'all talked about um, when her instructor for when she was doing like the, yeah. I don't know, what was Akito. the form of keto? Yeah. yeah, where, you know, turns out he was a frighteningly really racist person <laughs> uh, and made an offensive comment. Uh, I, I think it would be interesting if every, like, thing she did uh, participated in for release, there was just somebody who was like either like alt-right or had some weird conspiracy and she had to just keep switching hobbies. <laughs> so I'm waiting for Hannah to say something um, a little disturbing, but uh, it's it's been interesting to go from when she was experiencing frustrations, it would like cut to her releasing tension that way. And before that it was the drugs and it was Aikido. And now it's ax throwing where it's like, oh no, Blum's staying at the firm. I'm gonna throw some axes. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just wondering how long is she it, I'm, I'm wondering if she is serious about axes like will she stay in for the long haul or will it cut to okay now she's doing aggressive knitting uh i don't know
2: yeah. well, well season four better. does is is a bottle season and it just all takes place at an axe throwing tournament <laughs>
0: <laughs> like uh mm-hmm. goblet of fire <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, yeah. A goblet of fire. <laughs> the, yeah yes. the fourth in the series has to be <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man!
0: Uh, all right, so we'll move on from the axe throwing. There is one little bit that they go back to, but we'll talk about that in this next thread, which is the case slash Roland Blum. Mm-hmm. He's back. Uh, what do you got to say about Roland this time around? No one seems to want him. Well, not not, not, <laughs> not no one, but uh, several people are very like, no, get him, because like, they, they had multiple meetings, and they even say, like, we got to stop giving him attention. We've had multiple mm-hmm. meetings just about him. Um, Liz is very anti, anti-Blum, What's him out. Other
1: yeah, thoughts? it feels like what, what we see this episode is that Blum's. When we we compared him to a virus last recording and I think that holds true this time and we're really starting to see him like infect the people of the firm in a deep way. Like he now holds <laughs> something over Julius. You know, he, he is helping Bozeman get wins. Uh, he is he has gotten them to make uh, the they, they are now the sole law providing service of Lamont Bishop, uh, who I don't think this is the, I think this is the first time in the Good Verse that Lamont Bishop has showed up in an episode and no one mentions that he's uh, <laughs> the top drug dealer in Chicago. <laughs> I love that they yeah. finally learned to trust the audience to remember that. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm a little disappointed Uh, that he says he fired uh, Lester. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just keep him around. I mean, it's it's fun having Wallace Shawn around. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
0: I like Uh, him. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jack. Did I interrupt?
1: No, no, not really. Uh, That that was pretty much uh, all I had. And and we do see in that great uh, Marissa soliloquy that like he doesn't have like a hold on her, but she is like not enticed by him but just like fascinated almost like she can't take her eyes away from him both because Mm -hmm. she needs to look out for him and because it's part of like she's interested in how he's pulling this off because he is operating not far off from what Maya does but just at a whole other level even from what her father was capable of in The Good Wife Mm. yeah
3: yeah and I don't know, with, with Marissa and Blum, do you think it's more of just her kind of looking up to him, being fascinated with him? Or do you think she's slightly like into him?
1: I think, I think it's the former. More.
3: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of um, uh, all of that though. Hmm. Um, yeah, it is, it's weird to kind of watch how fast people yeah, just how quickly Blum was able to, yeah, just find a place for himself there. Because I Mm -hmm. think initially I'd be like, there's no way everybody hates him, you know, horrible, horrible dude. Uh, You know, he's, he's having witnesses come up, you know, or dietitian or people he's hooked up with and just all these things that you would think would just be a lot of red flags for the firm. And now it's like, even watching Julius being like, yeah, so bad. (laughs) um, So yeah. And I, and as weird and annoying and cheesy as it was before, I think they should have taken that question a little bit more seriously. The who are we question, because Mm -hmm. now it's like y'all are, you know, they're kind of selling out and, you know, pushing the boundaries in different ways that I I feel like it's going to, bite them in the end. Uh I, I don't think ultimately I don't think Blum is good for reddick Bozeman and Lockhart. Ultimately, even though there's these small, tiny benefits. It's like making a deal with the devil, you know? It's like, ah, you can play this saxophone, this violin, the fiddle. What's the story? Mm-hmm. Something down in Georgia.
0: Uh Robert Johnson. You can learn to play the guitar. Uh, guitar. Like the yeah. It was a good guitar. Yeah
3: right that guy so mm. that yeah but then so i feel like that's the scenario with blum but maybe i'm being yeah. too dramatic and no, that, uh, just
0: on that story though he he sells his soul where down at the cross god circles. damn it mike <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm sorry jack you had more uh, crossers comedy you, theater mike. thank you jack <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: right. he also brings in uh Recently departed civil yeah. rights activist Vernon Jordan.
1: Not his first discussion. time on the Good Verse. No. Uh, he shows up in the very first season. I think the very maybe the second. I know he shows up in the first and second seasons of The Good Wife. Uh, initially, to possibly buy out uh, Lockhart Gardner. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, we we could get Vernon Jordan as like, or no, they think he wants to be a partner. They're like, okay. we get Vernon Jordan to be a partner. It's like no, you idiots! <laughs> <laughs> it's Vernon Jordan. He wants to buy it out, uh, but he, he is an established presence in the good verse, which I is very interesting that he they got to get him to come back like eight years later.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like March, March of this yeah. year too. Um. Okay. Uh, so yeah, a lot of arguing about f- between the partners about what's going to happen with Blum. Uh, yeah, we mentioned already that Julius is like, yeah, I, I okay, I think we can kind of keep him around. Um, <laughs> I think he's okay. Um, and then he shows up to axe throwing, where Diane is is, is tossing her axes about, just tossing her axes about, and she calls him a desecrationist. He's compelled to defile, and. One line she has that I really enjoyed and I let's see how she how she works it. Uh, Your tactics work and I'm happy to become you in order to get you the fuck out of my way.
3: Oof. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that just kind of speaks to the political landscape and just those tensions that they reference a lot when it comes to how cutthroat uh, the right can be and Republicans and Democrats being like oh we don't mm-hmm. know and I, uh, Ruth Eastman kind of referenced that too like we have to mm-hmm. do things differently but yeah it's this thing where your your enemies you almost have to be just as horrible as them but some people aren't willing to do that um, but then you end up losing so mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'm glad she just came out and said it but maybe she shouldn't have I don't know he's It'll- he's a tricky person
1: <laughs> yeah It all comes back to that moment where they're talking about uh, the master's tools quote in the second episode. We're still like digging into that theme, you know, because that's that's what Blum is using. That is what he represents, you know, and he's just a very personified uh, villain that they can try to use that tactic on.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Other small moments within this thread, you had Marissa and Blum. Uh, she's just tagging uh, along with him everywhere he goes. Uh, he brings up Eli and Vanessa Gold and just starts saying a whole bunch of nasty shit. Uh, and she just starts tuning him out with uh, the chorus line song. I think it's from a chorus line, right? Um, what's, oh, it's one, right? One,
3: yeah. one, <laughs> singular sensation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she's just singing that through the entire firm. And then she just starts addressing the camera with her soliloquy don't laugh
3: which don't he laugh. <laughs> he he heard uh he heard it <laughs> the, the uh, talent yeah yeah he's what, like what, what look? look yeah, yeah. i'm p- like hey what are what are the rules of these soliloquies?"
0: <laughs> um
3: yeah
0: and then he gets his son into georgetown at uh, lamon's son <laughs> in the georgetown so that's nice for him um uh, yeah and that's pretty much it for, for Blum throughout this.
1: So, I mean, Any I way? loved, I feel like we, see Lam, we saw Lamon Bishop we haven't seen before where he is just top of the world. Mm-hmm. He's like hanging out. I just, I love that for this character that could have been sh- so one note. Every time Mike Coulter shows up, <laughs> we see a new side of Lamon Bishop. Oh, yeah. he's mm. he's so good at this. I'm
0: good, yeah. I'm good about things. All right, then let's move on to Melania? (laughs) Uh, So, Tia, because you're the only one here who hasn't seen future episodes, uh, is this Melania? Is this the first lady of the United States, former first lady of the United States, Melania Trump?
3: Um, No, it is TV's very own Gina Gershon.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They got me. Uh, uh, Yes.
3: (laughs) Yes. can I say when she came out and I saw the silhouette I was like that ain't Melania like she was way too curvy I was like that ain't her and then I'm like oh that's Gina I know Gina and Gina was on Riverdale uh I stopped watching after all the Jimmy Jams what's those drugs they had on there I forgot
1: oh my god jingle 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 I was
3: like okay this is weird um but Gina Gershon amazing but yeah I I they had me um when did they have me I think I I think when they were saying it's a prank but all of the it's it just felt too elaborate to necessarily be a prank especially there was money involved you have these other folks involved right and even like Zelda was like passionate like when she when she reacted to Luca, she's like you're mean (laughs) like people were like emotionally invested phones. But I was like, okay, this ain't. And, and I think what was also confusing about the end when um, Gina showed up is I couldn't tell if they were committed to, okay. Oh, can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that if they if this was the good fight saying, this is an actress that we're hiring who is being, you know, he's playing the real Melania or this is not the real Melania. So that was something I was... Like waiting to find out, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I love seeing Titus. I loved um, the flip phone game. It's like which one is it? So fun. Um, you're on a timer. Uh, so, but yeah, it. Um, I mean, I guess they. Yeah, they just. So, who, who do y'all think was behind this? Was it like DNC, RNC? Because somebody. It's been, the end goal was to get the PP tape, or this whole elaborate thing was about that. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it could be RNC uh, it could be any right wing organization uh, it could be um, independent radio people doing mm-hmm. doing that sort of thing um, and yeah I just got to mention for the in my opinion home players uh, Tia's background oh, yeah. is uh, Titus Burgess in the background Wade V <laughs> I th- what was his name right? Wade V mm-hmm. uh, and the Wade Kardashians
1: v, yeah. I love that they had like some actual photos of like Titus Burgess on like red carpets (laughs) yeah, and then had to have a bunch of like photoshopped ones in I think because (laughs) once it got to a level of like pictures of Titus Burgess they could use with actual celebrities there were too many that either have been in or could be in the good verse (laughs) that they didn't want to say oh (laughs) Tina Fey is (laughs) Tina Fey in the good verse she Mm -hmm. can't be (laughs) someone else that's my theory yeah Uh,
0: yeah, when they were thinking about it, it was the Kardashians. I gotta say, as good as Jay is, that was the laziest research that he did in the history of this show. Yeah, <laughs> he just googled it. Like, ah, let's go with this one.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Any yeah. other? Melania I did expect
3: the entire firm to be. To be. Oh <laughs> I didn't expect the entire <laughs> firm to be that excited about uh, the Kardashians. like the lobby was packed.
1: I was like, oh, well, I mean Bozeman said that is a 300 million dollar divorce. Yeah that is I mean, and, and I, I. so my reasoning for why it's not that bad a guess is that it's Kanye West. This is like right. Chicago royalty. Mm-hmm. So like from a local angle, that kind of makes sense to me. That it would be ha- i don't know where they were married because i don't know anything about their marriage thank christ um <laughs> but it could be in chicago there could be paperwork that needs to be done in chicago mm-hmm. uh, so that's the only reason that i would like lend that a little bit of believability
2: they were definitely married in california because chris jenner definitely announced that they were oh. <laughs> separating on a specific day so that the day of separation is when the finances uh, mm-hmm. is the like sort of end date of the financial ties so that that boy by the time they were actually divorced I forget exactly what happened in between the separation date and the actual divorce but there was some big drop in finances for, okay. for Kanye so it was like this like out uh, way of being like with California law that it okay. wouldn't impact the amount of money
1: I mean, you do enough fucking Elon Musk church services or whatever those things are, you're going to well, lose some was, money.
2: Maybe it was Kim making money, actually. Oh, okay. I that would make more that, sense. I think that that might be it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, that's the only thing I know about their marriage because I thought that was very, yeah. very funny. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, there was the, in this episode, we had the musical short about Melania.
1: Uh, And back Ah. me
0: up here. It sounded very. I'm still hurting from the last five years. I
2: need to re-listen. I will
1: never listen to Jason Robert Brown in my goddamn (laughs)
0: life.
2: (laughs) Uh, Him or
1: Pasek and Paul can't do it.
0: I need the first in the first um, the first line of uh, of it as it as it repeats is very. I'm still hurting. It's absolutely uh, I, okay Anywho, um give me a second any other thoughts on the melania thread
1: i think this episode i think came at an interesting time that we all are so far past where there is a conversation about like oh should we feel bad for melania And I think this show is kind of like asking that or it's exploring that question. Yeah. Uh, Because even in the song itself, like it is, you know, showcasing that she does have an immigrant story, like Melanie Trump's like is an immigrant story. It's very far from the American immigrant story or anything remotely close. Uh, And I think the end sort of solidifies that the opinion of if, if that is Melania, uh, if you're reading this episode that way, then the reading of the show feels very like, no, don't fucking empathize with this woman.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: You know, she knows where she is. She knows what she's gotten herself into. And she has stayed. And she has, as the episode quotes, tried to, was it, be best?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you one know, the line whole The time. song is, uh, what the hell is uh, she now that she bees the best
3: that she can mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh man, I can't but believe yeah. that that. Yeah, sorry, I keep going. I'm like, I can't believe pe- people just went along with so much of that mess. Be best, <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. no girl, no. Uh, and then and there I, was that. Oh, go ahead, Jack. I was.
1: I think I, I also uh, side with Luca in the moment where she was like. This isn't real, uh, was when Milani makes the comment about the Christmas lights. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. no, that's too that's too late night talk show host.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And she mentioned um feeling a kinship with Jackie Kennedy. And <laughs> yeah. that was like, uh, is this supposed to what is happening here?
0: As the only um, second only the second Catholic
1: Catholic uh, First, first lady.
3: lady. Right. So um, yeah. And Zelda
0: represents the impersonator they keep bringing up, Emmy Lou Roundtree. Mm-hmm. So there's that possibility too.
1: On On America Goes Potty, which I <laughs> like, God. I love when this show will just dig into like the neoliberal landscape. And and just, I, I feel like, I like that this show trusts it's on. Like, yeah, we're doing... Pod saves America. We know what we're doing. They're absolutely. They they only get two minutes of screen time, tops, and they're absolutely going to mention they worked in the Obama White House within that time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I expected if this was going to be revealed as a prank that it would happen when she was just sitting there. That the lights would come up and radio people would come in or something like that. There was like a sting, um, but. No, no, we're left but to you, to wonder a bit. You
1: don't, yeah. You don't do the reveal because that's how you generate that massive good fight podcast economy that we're jumping into.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll uh, we got to pay for that crossroads comedy theater yacht for the next <laughs> stone cold lock winners. Um, right now, Tia is leading once again with those seven seven points out of the gates for meow, Adrian. Meow, meow. Somebody puts the moves on Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts on anything uh, from this uh, episode?
1: Um, no. <laughs> I, wonder, I want to see Titus Burgess do more grounded stuff. His like his, I mean, when he's doing comedy stuff, his eyes are also expressive. But the way he utilizes how expressive his eyes are in like a grounded dramatic role. Uh, I love it. I don't know. I, I noticed that this time for the first time that mm-hmm. he was just doing really, really good work that the role did not require him to do that. He just added on top of it by being him.
0: Yeah, He's good. All right, then we will hit those winners and losers. We'll start with the winners. Molly.
2: Um, I'm going to. I want to go with Titus just because I think this was a fun role for him. And I, I enjoyed seeing him play it. And I thought he, I thought he crushed it. Great guest spot.
0: Mm-hmm. Jack. Uh,
1: winner is tough. This one, I already went with Roland Blum last episode, so I'm not going to do him again. <laughs> I Lamont. Lamont. Mm. He's, he's going to, you know, he's, he might be getting that kid into Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Uh, which also 20 200,000 and they're going to waitlist them like I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. <laughs> Preposterous. Uh, Tia.
3: Oh boy. Yeah, my I'm going to give this to tiny flip phones. <laughs> Did not see their, you know, I've not seen the value of a tiny flip phone, but this episode I'm just like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I there was they they got a I think there was probably a boost in sales after this episode
0: <laughs> a boost no pun intended oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, sure, my my <laughs> my winner is oh god that was the worst when i was working in retail the boost brr, brr, people going <laughs> around best buy brr, brr, brr. uh my winner is uh bishop's son huh. or uh buying his having his dad buy his way into college uh, so, congrats to him. I don't know what his grades are. Maybe he
1: that kid's deserves- he's been through enough. God, he had his dad's the top drug dealer in Chicago. He was getting babysat by Kalinda in the good one. Oh, yeah, let the kid go to a good college.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Come
0: on, yeah. yeah, let's hit those losers, Tia.
3: Ah, uh, um, my loser for this episode. I'm gonna go with Zelda. Mm. Um, just because, you know. Initially, we're kind of disappointed. I guess the viewers in of the office were just disappointed to see her because they thought that she was going to be a Kardashian. So there's that. <laughs> um, it's like, who who is this lady? And then, yeah, she <laughs> just that moment where she kind of lost the fight with Luca on the ground, fighting <laughs> <riding> over <laughs> the phones. Um, yeah, she got sent to Luca's house in the rain again with the phone. I just don't know if she's being valued the way she needs to be at this moment. I think she should. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for her. So she's my loser.
1: Uh, Jack? Uh, Luca. Uh, I mean, she did have a small win by making the weirdest $60,000 she'll ever make uh, as ah. in, with that retainer. But yeah, she gets thrown for a loop again and again, and uh, is left with a lot of uncertainty, and having not really gained anything or grown in any way. She just kind of has it. that was oh, the weirdest thing that's happened to me.
0: Molly. Mm-hmm
2: um those were my two options so <laughs> um i will go with melania whether it's the real melania or not uh. yeah Ugh.
1: yeah because uh, even if th- that wasn't the real melania the real melania still absolutely is a loser this <laughs> yes in general. yes
0: exactly yeah. oh man uh and it just dawned on me that they might have also been playing with the idea the rumor out there that there was a fake melania out there uh making appearances and and such
2: yeah
0: uh my loser is going to be it was it was zelda taken uh but i'm gonna go with hannah as the owner of serious axe for having such a dumb axe name uh axe shop name um like there are different puns out there that you could have gone with but serious axe come on lose all right uh that is it for this episode we're back Uh, in a few days with episodes uh, seven and eight. So thank you, Tia. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Molly. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.